What's up, you guys? Welcome to the July 14th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to break down some breaking news here. Just as I come on, we've got Jabari Parker. He is going home to the Chicago Bulls on a reported two-year, $40 million deal. The Bucks renounced his rights to let him go, and Mark Bartlestein, the Agent had a nice tweet complimenting the Bucks for just basically letting him go. Really, the whole week, it's been Jabari to the Bulls, Jabari to the Bulls. We saw Vincent Goodwill tweet early Friday saying that he was looking, uh, he apparently wanted to be a Bull. And yeah, um, all those little murmurs, uh, even Alex Kennedy on Who's Hoops Hype, shout out to him. He had a, a story a long time ago uh, about Jabari possibly going there, so credit to him too. But yeah, here we are, Jabari. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I went on a mini rant and I got ratioed for uh, saying I, I think that Jabari is not a small forward, and I'm, he's not. He's terrible. He's terrible on he's terrible on defense. He actually shot really well on jumpers last year. He shot forty percent on jumpers. So we'll talk about that first. It's a terrible fit. I, I hate it. Um, I don't want to see him play small forward. You're putting him next to Zach Levine on the wings. So like you DFS players out there. Hey, we're going to be saying start your wings against the Bulls like all season. So, so um, yeah, get ready for that. Look, the opener, I don't know if they haven't made the schedule yet, but, like, you're going to hammer that game, I can tell you right now. But, um, yeah, it's going to be bad. I mean, um, I saw a tweet yesterday saying that, like, when uh, Wendell Carter Jr. looks around at the defensive set, he's just going to go deep side and go expletive. I won't say it. Um Cole Swig, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, but he's awesome. Uh, to tweet it out too. But he he had a, a great quote. But like their defense is gonna be a disaster. So like DFS wise, we're totally targeting this. <sighs> but for fantasy, I guess sticking with the Bulls, I'm not drafting Jabari. We already know that he's not exactly a great fantasy guy. He's gonna need a high volume. He doesn't produce defensive stats. He's not a terrific free throw shooter. Um, he's gonna shoot the ball pretty well from the field. He, I was surprised to see he was somewhat efficient on cuts. He was like 10 percentile on court. Scoring on cuts. When he was coming up, he was phenomenal. He would get so many dunks, but he's really fallen off in that regard. So I don't really know how they're going to use him. I'm just sticking with offense. But he grew as a three-point shooter. We'll see if that improves. I mean, I don't know, though. Like, putting that amount of energy and force on his two twice-torn ACL, he's going to be moving around a lot, a lot of stopping and starting. It's, it's troublesome stuff. So... We'll see what they decide to do. Um, I would think they're eventually going to pull him. They're obviously not going to play him straight three. So you would think Bobby Portis is a little bit of a loser here. Um, they Robin Lopez is, is going to get traded. It's a matter of if he gets bought out or whatever the plan is. But they got to, especially now with Jabari in the mix, again, they're not, they can't play him straight three. So you would think they're more inclined to deal Robin Lopez on expiring for peanuts. Um, just to let Wendell Carter Jr. get as many minutes as he can. If you missed the pod the last time, Jared Johnson and I, and really the whole Vegas Summer League since his debut, I did a pod afterwards. Like Wendell Carter Jr. is amazing. Um, I think he's the steal of the draft right now to go seventh and be that valuable. But anyways, um, I'm still drafting Wendell Carter. Uh, I, I'm not really worried about Laurie Markin being affected. I don't think Jabari's going to be a high-usage guy. He really wasn't too high-usage at times. He, he had his spots, but... Overall, he wasn't a key part of that offense, whether he was healthy or not. It's up for debate. But I wanted to see Chandler Hutchison get some minutes. I thought he had a pretty solid summer league. Um, they really appraised his rebounding, which is um, a team that's 
probably not going to rebound the ball overall well um, with the young guys. And the Wendell Carter Jr. has been pretty good rebounding. Marketing somewhat okay. Portis has been pretty decent. But more rebounding, um, especially when they're going to be late on rotations um, <laughs> with Jabari out there. So uh, he obviously lost. But, yeah, um, I don't really see this affecting guys like Zach Levine or Chris Dunn. Maybe there's fewer three-guard lineups. Uh, obviously, Justin Holiday is crippled with this news. And I was big on Antonio Blakeney. I thought he could really sneak in there, um, be the ninth man in the rotation. Uh, he had a phenomenal summer league, really one of the better pure scorers um, and at summer league. So uh, he'll make the roster for sure. But now he's kind of on the fringe. Um, pretty much you're talking like 20 teams or deeper to draft him. Uh, obviously, you're not drafting Cameron Payne. But... Um, Denzel Valentine's obviously a massive loser here, too. Um, he's probably the biggest loser of, of this group. Uh, I guess Holiday, too. Uh, yeah, so I'm marketing probably loses about maybe a half or a full round. Uh, I was in on him probably around like seven or eight, maybe six if I'm feeling saucy. I need a big man with threes. But now I am pretty much can't take him six round, I don't think. Um, yeah, and Wendell, I'm still down. Like uh, Jared and I were saying seventh, eighth. That's probably about right. Again, if you draft a rookie, everyone knows this. If you're on team rookie like I am, you know you're going to start slow. So you really got to make sure you draft healthier guys to make sure your team can kind of get you to the finish line. And then hopefully you kick butt in the playoffs. We're talking head-to-head. Um, um, Roto leagues, you're a little less inclined to do rookies because you're, you're paying for a premium for the second half of the season. Uh, Felicio's obviously dipping. Um, I don't think he touches the floor again, so that's good. Um, you would think they were okay playing Portis at the five last year, so yeah, think that pretty. And Jabari, like I said, I'm not drafting, but if push comes to shove and he's sitting there around like ten, maybe. But I, I hate this fit. Um, I was joking on Twitter with uh, Drew Dinkmeyer and a couple other people that I think the Bulls may be doing like a next level tank. Hey, everyone's putting guys who are versatile and can shoot the three. Let's pick a guy who's not a great shooter and is very limited in his role, and then lose on purpose. It makes total sense. So I don't think that the guard packs boys are up to that kind of stuff, but that'd be pretty funny if they were that diabolical of tanking. I would love it. <laughs> I love a good tank story, except for the, the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't like how they tanked last year. Don't be shady about it. Just do it. Uh, so that brings us to the box, and really the clear winner here, um, Ghostface Ilya. Um, that's, that's, uh, he's, he's definitely going to make the rotation now. Um, Middleton, they're going to have to figure out where they're going to play their wings. They're going to probably have to slide up some guys and probably start. Brogdon's also a really sneaky winner, too, because they're probably going to start Bledsoe, Brogdon, Middleton, Giannis, and Brooke Lopez, who I actually kind of love. You won't, you won't be able to, you won't need to draft him early, but he could legit have, he has top 50 upside. You could probably get him like round, again, like round 7, 8. Um, I think I'd probably prefer Markkinen just because I think I'd rather, I think he'll be busier, he'll grow more. Um, and, Brooke you can get later. Like Brooke's going to be low demand. No, no one's going to draft him after the multiple lulls he had last year. But, yeah, Giannis is fine. Like I said, he's been pretty much rock and roll number four for a while on the draft for a nine-cat. Nine even even points leagues, he's probably number four. Um, maybe even three. Um, yeah, um, it, it's, it's up there. Obviously, AD is insane right now and Harden still, but... I guess you can... What else? Um, yeah, so Brogdon's up there. Brogdon's probably like 10-11, I think. Uh, he, he, and he's the big winner. They're going to play... 
um, those smaller lineups. And then Ersan, for sure, I think has got 22 minutes. And he could do that. He could do, be useful with that time. Um, maybe they play Thon at the four. That's something they could explore to do a little bit more. But he has to play better, obviously. We'll see how he looks in camp. But for now, not exactly a guy you really want to be targeting aggressively. Or like even 16-team, I don't even know if I would draft him until we see where he's at. But he has he has the quickness. He's a better defender than Jabari. Like he's a better three than Jabari is. That's not exactly saying much. But yeah, so that's pretty much the roster. Dante DiVincenzo has a, has a better chance to make the, um, the rotation too. Obviously, he was hurt. He only played 10 minutes um, in his debut um, on purpose. They shut him down at half, and he was he was slow. He missed, I think, he went 0-3. Um, didn't really do anything. He had, like, one rebound and no other stats, something like that. It wasn't very impressive. But first game back, we'll see if he can do better. Soon, moving on to, I think we covered this pretty much. Yeah, we'll, we'll get through a quick pod today. And, again, we covered the picks 1 through 10 on the Thursday pod with Jared. So all those teams that picked top 10. Check those guys out. So even like the Hawks, we talked about John Collins, but we're actually going to talk about the Hawks more because they made a trade. That was the other topic I wanted to talk about. But again, like the Suns, we covered Elliot Kobo. And by the way, uh, World Cup tomorrow. I hope you guys are watching. It's early if you live in the West Coast. But I'm trying to figure out who to root for, and I'm like doing it based on NBA players. Obviously, I love the Croatian boys, Dario, Mario Hazoni is my boy, I guess. Um, but I-, I think I'm going to root for France. One, because I love Elio Kobo, and two, uh, my favorite NBA picture of all time, maybe, it, I haven't thought about it, but top three is Boris Diaw holding his cup and just like giving you a little smile, like the little rye smile, like Mona Lisa style. It's like seriously like the MD's version of Mona Lisa. I love it. It just, it makes you so happy looking at it. Um, so I, I love Boris Diaw. Anyone who's got to see Boris Diaw. I mean, most of you guys have probably experienced with Boris Diaw with his espresso machines, and he's just a fun-loving guy, and I don't know. He, he brings me great joy, so I'm probably rooting for France. Mbappe's insane. Um, he's gonna... I made Bob buy an Mbappe jersey, man. I love that guy. But, and the, I don't know about you guys, but I like the French jerseys. Is that... Is it just me? I just think that they're real nice. They're real sharp. Ever since, like... Not, ever since the 90s, I'm shows you how old I am. I was like, yeah, those jerseys are sharp. Like the 98 jerseys when they won were awesome. And anyways, enough soccer. Okay, so let's talk about the trade. A lot of moving parts here. Uh, let's start with the team with the least amount of fantasy impact, I guess. And that's the, I'm going to go with Brooklyn Nets first. Um, they dealt Jeremy Lin away. So that means it's D'Angelo Russell's team now. His Ross, his his deals not look great. Um, they basically got him as a throw-in to get Mozgov, and they still got off the money, so he's basically free money. But are they going to wind up keeping him? I don't know. He hasn't played well. He hasn't been healthy. He hasn't passed well. He hasn't grown as a facilitator in the offense. His defense is shoddy. Uh, I'm I like D'Angelo for fantasy because the three pointers and the pace and all this stuff, but. As a basketball player, I don't know, man. I, I'm, this is definitely make it or break a year for D'Angelo. If, if he doesn't come on early, um, they may dump him. I don't know how, how they're interested in re-signing him long-term um, based on how he's playing. Like Spencer Dinwiddie clearly outplayed D.A.R. last year. And obviously another huge, huge winner who's now draftable is Dinwiddie. They're going to definitely roll with him in the rotation for at least 23, 24, maybe more minutes. Uh, especially if Russell with his injury history with uh, two knee surgeries and such. So, yeah, I think I'm in on D.A.R. Like, you could, me, you could get him late unless he went, I think, like, seventh or something in our draft, the draft we did before. We're going to do another one soon. 
Um, pretty much waiting for Capella to sign. Um, and then we're going to start up a, a mock. So uh, I'll give the... We're, we're going to do it with the listeners too. This is what we did last time. But um, yeah, um, when I do the... I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out on probably the next one or two pods. So listen uh, and we'll hit me, in, hit me an at and I'll... Uh, I'll get you in there for uh, for a couple of mocks, and if you're gonna do it, um, preferably, I hope you live in the United States so it doesn't mess up because we want to roll through it. So um, just hopefully live in the United States, unless you're like a night owl or something. And I'm not trying to discriminate. I just or you know you can text me your pick or DM me your picks if you want to do it. And like, hey, you're up. You're gonna be up. Give me four guys. So when you pick, you're ready. So we can kind of keep it moving. We don't want to keep the draft pause for eight nine hours. I'm sure you understand. But yeah, we're gonna do that. So. Um, shout out to all international listeners too, by the way. Anyways, uh, okay, where were we? We were talking about uh, Dinwiddie, uh, Alan Crabb, another guy who would benefit because they're not going to play as many small lineups. Lavert as well. Lavert's also a sneaky winner. Um, didn't really play in some. Didn't play in summer league for some reason after we thought he was going to. Um, yeah, so those guys are all winners. Uh, I'm uh, Demar Carroll was okay. Um, we'll see how they do with Joe Harris coming back, who's going to be in the rotation. Um, they're young guys they picked up, Musa and Kurix. I don't even know how to pronounce their names. Sorry, but I haven't heard their names besides draft day. But, um, yeah, so keep an eye on those guys. There's a lot of guys. This roster's pretty wild. They got a lot of dudes. Um, they picked up Kenneth Fareed and Darrell Arthur on basically the salary down, $21 million worth of salary to pick up a top 12 protected first-round pick. So that was really nice. Um, to get get off Moscow's deal for a year and then take on two expirings, like, that was awesome. Uh, Sam Hickey would certainly be proud. And Sean Marks has really, really done a great job. And I was thinking, I'm going to tweet this out, actually. I don't know what team was in worse shape when the GMs took over, Hickey or Marks. Because if you remember, Hickey took over after the awful, awful Andrew Bynum trade, which gutted their assets. Got it just for They had Iguodala, they traded Harkless, who was good, Booch was in that deal. Like They traded the three good players uh, to get a guy who was um, a better bowler, although he wasn't very healthy at bowling, <laughs> for, for those guys. Anyways, um, Ron, I'm not worried about Rondé. I saw Jared had tweeted he's a little worried about Rondé. I don't really see Fareed playing power forward in this offense. Um, I just don't. like The way they want to run this team, they're going to want him as a screener, as a guy who is, he's not going to pass. He can't pass. They like as many passes on the floor as they can get. So, um, unless it's a guy, or it can shoot the three. Like, AC grew as a three-point shooter last year. Freed's not going to be a three-point shooter this year. So, I don't. if he stays on the roster, I think it would maybe affect Ed Davis in minutes at spots. I don't think Jared Allen's really affect. He's going to be looking at 28 minutes, like, pretty much regardless. Um, big shot blocking from him in Summer League in the limited time, which is nice to see. But, yeah, so I'm still in on Allen. Uh, Ed Davis, I was maybe in on, like, 14-16 teamer, but now I'm not. I find somebody else. That's kind of it. Um, yeah. So moving to the Hawks. Okay, so this team can't be done. It's going to be either Schroeder's gone or Lynn's gone. One or the other. And I don't know why the Hawks didn't just take the offer that the Nets got and like leave the Nets out in the cold. But take on the money for those guys and Arthur and Fareed and get the pick. I don't get why they wouldn't have done that. Um, that It made no sense to me. I thought they should have done that. But anyways, yeah, the Hawks aren't having the greatest offseason. But anyways, um, yeah, so this is a little slight hit to Trey Young because we were hoping that either Schroeder or Lynn would be traded. Or, sorry, we were hoping just Schroeder would be traded. Now we have to hope both Schroeder and Lynn are going to get traded. So it's 
two roadblocks in his way to really thrive. They can play Lynn and Schroeder both at SG shooting guard, so we'll see if that fits. I don't think they really want to take Mance away from Bazemore. Obviously, they have Kevin Horder who can play the three. It's kind of a mess, so I'm pretty much off on the backcourt. I'm still in on Prince. Um, you're obviously not going to draft Lance because you can get flipped again. And same with Schroeder. I'm, I've never been a Schroeder guy. But, yeah, uh, I love Collins. Like we said, six rounds probably where he's looking. I think he's looked phenomenal um, the whole way through. He's going to probably be pretty close to 17-9, and nine, I want to say. But maybe a three and a half. I mean, he, I think he was a half a three last year after the break. And he, he's grown so much as a shooter. Him, he himself said that, like, yeah, um, being more comfortable and shooting the three has been his two strengths at Summer League. So, yeah, um, big time. Um, especially, it'll drop his field goal percentage um, a little bit because he has the potential to be game-breaking there because um, he gets so many dunks. And him and him and Trey Young look great as a pick-and-roll combo. So, John Collins is definitely cleared for takeoff. He could have a monster seat. I could see him being a top-30 guy. Um, that's, I don't think that's even bold. Like, a guy who can shoot well, who can... Maybe he could block some more shots for us um, if he plays more center. But, yeah, I mean, he still had a, a block game last year. Maybe his steals come up a little bit. I uh, only played 24. It's going to probably be 29-30. Like, so, again, yeah, you're probably looking 17-9 and 1.5. And maybe one steal. Maybe a three. I mean, he shot 34% from three, and he's gotten a lot better. He's going to shoot a lot of corner three still. So, definitely John Collins is, is full on here. Um, and we love we love uh, Lloyd Pierce, the Lloyd. Um, all right, so I think that covers those guys. Yep. Um, yep. Okay, that's good. So Denver, big news there. Uh, they picked up Isaiah Thomas, who's gonna be the backup point guard. They're still gonna start Jamal Murray, but we all know Mike Malone. He is going to play the hot hand. We've been burned. Everyone who cut Murray earlier in the season, I told you not to, but. Uh, that's why. It's because he wasn't closing, and we would see Will Barton not close at times. We, Gary Harris pretty much closed all the time. Obviously, Jokic sometimes didn't close. He wouldn't come in until certain spots, but... Yeah, that's kind of rough. I mean, it's, it's bad news. Harris is fine. I don't see him being affected, but I had Murray and Harris like kind of close, and now I think it's got to be Harris, just because they trust him more on defense. We'll see if Murray can get even better. He definitely can. Um, and you could probably get Murray at a discount. Like he, he went, I think, round four four the end of round four which was earlier than i had thought i thought i could get him around five but this isn't our last draft so you could probably get him like six or seven and that's still gonna be fine um this guy's extremely durable it's just a game for a concussion played through a groin uh hernia excuse me his rookie season like he's durable as hell one of the best guys you can get for durability but yeah barton who i was in on a little bit i would have said like you know late eighth ish but now it's kind of I don't know. Uh, this whole Isaiah thing is risky. And I'm down with Isaiah, man. Like, Isaiah probably is looking at a 22-minute-per-game kind of a role. Um, they could play maybe um, him next to Murray. We'll see if they can do that. I don't know um, if they would be inclined to... They've played Devin Harris next to Murray, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Murray's not a terrible defender, so I, I think that they can maybe put him on twos. He's somewhat long. Obviously, Isaiah, they're going to people switch it. Again, like Denver, like I mentioned with the the Bulls, like you're going to play Denver in DFS like hard. They're going to have so many high-scoring games. But as for Isaiah's fantasy value, yeah, like it, this guy could fill it up, man. Like 
22 minutes, 20 minutes even, he's still going to be a top 100 guy um, if he plays as capable as he is. And you would still think he's going to be catch and shoot. Assists probably won't be there as much with Jokic. So, yeah, around 100, you could probably pull him um, as a backup. One, t- definitely one of the top three or four bench guys you're going to get um, for your season-long teams. Um, Will Barton's still going to start. So he's still... They're still going to start Murray, Harris, Millsap, and Jokic. Uh, obviously, Arthur and Fareed moving doesn't really affect many people. Maybe Trey Lyles is locked and loaded. Uh, obviously, Mason Pummel will pick up whatever scraps Jokic leaves behind as a backup center. But you really can't draft him unless you're punting field goal percentage, free throw percentage on a, on a bad team. Alright, so I think that's it. Um, I don't know what else. I just we'll, we'll save the uh, summer league stuff for Monday. Tommy Beer and I are going to come on for Monday after the World Cup. And yeah, I don't. Yep. Yeah, by the way, I watched uh, most of the action yesterday. It, it was so bad. I hate, the consolation day in summer league is like the worst. Anyone who's watched all the summer league games, I don't. Uh, I watched way too many of them. Almost all of them, but um, yesterday was bad. Like too many guys sat. It was just a waste of time. But Mitchell Robinson, though, for reals, like well, I'm taking a last round flyer on Mitchell Robinson for reals. Um, he's gonna lead the event in blocks. He had another five block game yesterday, double double. He said three double doubles in like somewhat limited minutes. Like this guy's insanely long, super athletic. Like yeah, I want Mitchell Robinson. Like I'm want to buy a Mitchell Robinson jersey. I have to buy my Mbappe jersey. All right, so we're out of here on that. You guys enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the World Cup. Boris Dio. Um, I, would let, I wouldn't mind seeing Croatia win it, though, for reals. I, it's tough for me to, to pick the root for. So I hope you guys are as pumped for the World Cup as I am. Vegas Summer League. Got semifinal or quarterfinals this weekend. Semifinals on Monday. Finals on Sunday for ESPN. I think it's 7 local time. It's kind of late, but... Should be fun. Uh, we'll see who the MVP is. We'll see if Josh Hart keeps playing. Also, Josh Hart, by the way, wants to start, apparently, according to Magic Johnson's quote-unquote pushing the start. So I love Josh Hart. So I I'm definitely could see him starting for reals. Like I even said, it makes sense to start him at the point. But that would really set back Alonzo and the, make the Rondo thing look really, really bad, which it already does. All right. That's it. Again, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the World Cup. And we'll catch you Monday.